Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, tools to help you with everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McKenna, the owner of Men and Women Home Care, and today we're talking about seniors and their pets. Hello everybody and welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving where we give you tips, information and education on senior care topics. We are brought to you by Minute Women Home Care. And as always, I am joined with Janet. Janet, how are you? I am well. So today's uh, podcast is certainly near and dear to my heart. Um, It deals with pets and the elderly, and I'm talking more about the pet side. But we are (laughs) going to be talking about what to do with the the, the pros and the cons of having pets in with the elderly. So uh, what are you, your thoughts on this, Janet, and what do you think some of the pros and cons are? Well, I think it's kind of funny that when a young kid is begging for a dog, a lot of times parents can come up with a bunch of reasons why they shouldn't. And yet when mom or dad lives alone, they think maybe a pet would be a great idea. Well, the pet is still the pet with the same needs, and there are the same issues. And you know, they pets are wonderful. They they don't usually talk back. I mean, my dog used to bark sometimes, but I have a rabbit now, so they're really quiet and they don't yell back at you. But um, and they provide companionship, but they're a lot of work, and we have to stop and think of you know, is this something that mom or dad can handle in their older years? Or they already have the pet, and your parents are getting more frail, and what do you do? You know? So, uh, I mean, you have uh, your dog, Jackson, is a hoot and a half, and I'm trying to imagine my elderly parents dealing with that dog. Absolutely. That would be uh, that would be a difficult thing to say, to see happen. I mean, some of the, I mean, the pros of you know, for the listeners, um, I got my girlfriend a puppy for uh, the Christmas holiday. It's a small Havanese. And I wasn't really thrilled with getting a puppy, but even I kind of underestimated how much attention that a, this dog was going to be needing. Kind of in your head, you think about all the great things that are with a dog, but then you forget about all the, about the bad things that are with a dog um, or with whatever pet it might be. Um, you know, you obviously have the companionship of them, um, but you also have some of these issues, whether that's the cost and also the time that you need to allocate to feeding the dog, walking the dog or, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, dogs are obviously, you know, quote unquote, man's best friend, but there are some other, other, there are some other options like cats or bunnies or fish. I mean, what are your thoughts on more of those kind of less maintenance animals than just a dog? Well, I think this, you know, the idea of people think a dog has to go out, a dog has to be walked. A cat doesn't need those things. A cat can remain indoors. Um, There's still kitty litter that has to be maintained and that type of thing. Um, People think, well, a bird would be easy. Well, birds can be a bit of a problem and they can, um, you know, be high maintenance. I don't know that much about them. I just know friends that that have had them. Um, And fish, a goldfish, somebody thinks would be the easiest thing, but... You know, you have to change the water. You have to to take care of those things. You got to transfer the fish out of the bowl if it's just a simple little fish bowl. So if you're relying on your your parent or whoever it is to be able to care for them themselves, you got to think about that. And uh, I know that one thing that I deal with because I have a, a therapy bunny. I um, live uh, with 
my parents. And just like the bunny, as cute as she is, and just like I've seen your little dog, they can get underfoot real fast. Absolutely. And that can be a safety risk. Absolutely. Cats do the same thing. They like to walk in between your feet. And um, that that's something you really have to look at. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with any type of pet like that, especially an animal like a dog or a cat or something that has uh, open access to the floor plan of your home, mm-hmm. um, that is the biggest concern that, you know, with me being a, a really big guy or whatever, if Jackson gets under my foot, not that I want to do this to him, but he's going to, the, the foot is going to win. Jackson is going to lose. I'm gonna, <laughs> that's right. The momentum of me walking is going to always win. Um, but when somebody's older and they're frail and they're not as strong as I am and they're not walking as briskly as I would be walking, that can be a massive tripping hazard mm-hmm. that can cause, um, you know, serious, if not fatal consequences because of that fall. Or just coming right up behind you. I know that, um, you know, I've seen Jackson just scoot up right behind your feet. And, you know, let me just say with my bunny, my my bunny is housebroken. So it's sort of like having a dog or a cat and um, she will hop around. But, you know, you could walk up to something and they can come right up behind your feet and you don't know they're there. And um, I know I've almost ended up, <laughs> you know, upside down because of uh, my bunny scooting up behind me. Absolutely, it's it's uh, it's a it can be a good thing and a bad thing because you can certainly understand the companionship. You know, I know that when my mom passed away, uh, my mom and dad before she had passed away bought a small Yorkie and, of course, named it Brady after Tom Brady since we're in Massachusetts. <laughs> um, but you know, when she passed away, that was his last. Um, you know, living animal that was associated with my mom. So when uh, Brady passed away unexpectedly, that was devastating to him because um, it provided him companionship as well as that was a connection to his his lost wife. So I certainly understand the the companionship and the emotional side of things on that. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, there are things too that if you're... um, Family members say they're going to go to an assisted living or nursing home. Some places will allow pets, but that's a whole nother thing because your pet may get along great with you, but it may not get along with everybody else in the community. And there is also the issue of who's going to do the kitty litter and who's going to feed the pet. Um, and we're not even really spending the time here today, but just like our health care costs have gone up, so have the health care costs of animals. And, um, you know, as they get old, they need their shots. They need their tests. They can they can have different problems. And they can't tell you. So sometimes they can get a little more advanced in an illness. But um, with if, if you cannot separate your mom or your dad from the little dog, you need to find a place that will let you have a pet. But you need to find out what their rules are and what's the plan if it doesn't work out. Because... Um, you know, in some cases, cats usually work out better in assisted livings sure. um, than than dogs. But I've seen dogs, I'll never forget going to a facility where the little old lady let the dog out of the apartment just like she used to let it out of the house. And it would pee on the floor right outside the apartment and then she'd let the dog back in. So everybody's like, this can't continue. Well, she had put down an artificial grass mat outside her door. And as far as this woman was concerned, it was her backyard. So, you know, you you have to kind of look ahead a little bit as to what the problems might be. Absolutely. And and, and I think in the end, when you're in a situation like that, somebody just shouldn't have an animal. Um, Yeah. 
And then, so if, if we are in that situation, you know, kind of finding the new home, like what, what do you do in that situation? Well, I think you have to have a, a chat with, with your, we're using your mom as an example in this case. Um, you know, it's good to talk to them first so they feel like they're part of the decision. Um, oftentimes they will say, oh, well, take Spot home with you. Well, maybe you're not the place to have the dog because you work, because you have another pet, because that's just not going to work. If they have friends and a friend could take the dog, that's that's another option. One of the best options is to, I think, is to either talk to the vet because they've probably been to a vet and there's some relationship there and they have a lot of resources. They know of adoption agencies. They know of um, what are referred to as no-kill shelters. Um, And sometimes it'll be, it could even be a, um, they know someone that will put it into like a therapy program where it will go and visit other people. Sure. So, um, but you need to do it as soon as you realize that your mom and the pet are not going to stay. And sadly, there are situations where the pet doesn't adjust well because they're so devoted and they either stop eating or they, they become cranky or whatever. And again, it's good to work with the vet because there are situations where the kindest thing people have done is have the animal put down because they're so miserable. Yeah. And that's the last thing you want to do. And there's more happy endings than there are bad endings. Absolutely. But you really have to think it through. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I think you maybe left out on that is social media. Um, I know that when the backstory with Jackson is that he came from a breeder and those are more expensive. But the reason we went that way was because we had a previous dog named Riley. Riley was a big brown, lovable lab. But the problem with Riley was he was a, a pound dog. Something happened to him very early before we received him, and he would be extraordinarily aggressive towards anybody that wasn't in, in his inner circle, which was four or five people. And he was a big dog. Jackson's eight pounds. Riley was 70 pounds. Um, so the concern was if Riley ran off, which he loved to do because he was a happy dog in those situations, but encountered somebody that scared him, that's a terrible situation waiting to occur. So we felt that that was um, cause enough to put him down in the most humane way because he would have hated going back to the pound or going to a new home would have never worked out. And the reason I'm bringing that up is I think that's a big fear for people that are looking at adopting dogs nowadays because of whatever reason, it seems that there's, there are just more dogs that have more developmental issues than going to directly to a breeder. So if you have a dog that's really laid back, is really friendly, doesn't have those issues, it might be worthwhile putting that on Facebook to say, hey, my, my mom has a dog that she no longer can handle. He is six years old and great health and is not a problem whatsoever. We're just looking for a good home from for him or her. And this isn't because there are developmental issues or there's aggression issues or whatever that is. It's just because we no longer can care for the dog anymore. Does anybody out there want a free dog that's a really, really good dog? Try him out for two weeks and if it doesn't work out, bring him back. And just so that, you know, we all have these huge networks, specifically on Facebook, that there are constantly people looking for, for dogs, but they're just worried about getting the dog that is the nightmare that unfortunately Riley was going to be if we kept him for a longer period of time. Yeah. That's an excellent point because what can also happen too is the dog has just been with this one family for so long. They may become more protective and they were the the sweetest, kindest thing. And to you folks and in your family, they still are. 
But to go to another family, you know, they they may not like that. And just like we have issues when we get older, people that have elderly people with older dogs, Mm -hmm. they're having vision problems, they're having hearing problems, and that can be a change in personality that the two elderly have come to accept each other, like my grandmother and my old dog, you know, Heather, um, um, Ethel and Heidi were, were like great together because they understood each other's crankiness. But you need to give a lot of thought as to what's the best thing to do. Absolutely. And sometimes, unfortunately, the best thing is to do is to, to put a dog down because maybe they're too old that nobody's going to accept them because they're, they're going to have too many health issues. Um, but, you know, that's... that's and they're going to be scared. Yeah, they're going to be scared. I think our pets look to us to... Take care of them and do the right thing. Well, we'll we'll have to deal with Jackson in fifteen years. We've got plenty of time. He's only <laughs> he's only four months old and he's driving me nuts all Oh, he's got a long way to go. <laughs> so excellent. So that wraps up this podcast on the, the pros and cons of having pets with the elderly. Thank you very much for listening to the Caregivers Toolbox Tools for Everyday Caregiving, brought to you by Minute Women Home Care. If you have questions or want to reach out, we're on Twitter at MW Home Care. And podcasts come out every Tuesday. Thanks again. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, which is brought to you by Minute Women Home Care Services, located in Lexington, Massachusetts. Call us at 1-844-BEST-CARE if you have caregiving questions or needs. For comments regarding the podcast, find us on Twitter. Our handle is at MWHomeCare. Thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you.